a lot of the research and conversation you hear or read around mid-market businesses is around challenges and barriers. What are the things that are stopping businesses from growing? What are the things that are challenging their owners? We're going to learn about the six barriers to growth and find out what they are, how you can identify them, and even more importantly, what you can do to overcome the barriers as the business grows. This is going to be a theme we're going to look at throughout the series as we find out about the barriers and how we can put strategies in place to overcome them and still be successful. Hi, I'm Craig West, and in this episode of Mid-Market Matters, we're going to talk about some fundamental basics around the barriers of growth to mid-market businesses. We're joined by Marianne Wickman, who's the National Channel Manager and does a lot of other things as well for Attaché Software. Thanks for joining us. You're welcome. Thanks for having me. So from a mid-market business point of view, tell us a little bit about what Attaché is and what it does for those that may be not familiar with it. Well, Attaché primarily is what I would class as business management software, um, and that entails your basic accounting software, um, payroll software as well, and fixed assets. So we actually span across multiple industries from manufacturing through to uh, distribution um, hospitality, human resources. So there's a number of industries and obviously within an industry, there's a lot of different types of companies within one industry. So we provide uh, accounting software, payroll software um, for businesses now, but also into the future. So for example, a lot of our companies that are still running with Attaché now, uh, a great percentage of them have been using the software for over 20 years. So Attaché has been around for just over 30, 33 years, 34 years. So some of those companies are using the software for 20 years. So they started off potentially as small businesses um, and have grown into larger businesses off the back of Attaché growing as well. So it's sort of worked for both. And we continue to grow now. So it's great. Hmm. I'm really interested in some of the research and the publication that you've co-authored, I understand, around the six barriers. We talk to business owners all the time and I talk to them as an advisor around what's stopping you. And I often ask people, what's keeping you awake at night or what's mm-hmm. stopping you from growing? And you've got a theme around there's six key barriers that most mid-market businesses approach. Look, we do. And I'm quite passionate about these um, six. And I can't say that all six relate to one business at any one time, okay? I think that the challenge is is identifying which of the barriers is the most challenging for you now. Um, Time to think is one of them and that's, you know, we're in the world, we all live in a whirlwind. Uh, We open up one email and start reading it and then the next minute another one pops in so we open that up but we didn't answer the the first one. So it's this whirlwind of things that's happening to us all the time. So that's the first one. The second one's affordable assistance or a trusted advisor. And I have to say that's probably my most passionate, the one that I am most passionate about, and probably the one where I upset a lot of people, potentially accountants uh, and bookkeepers. You know, I'm an accountant, right? Yeah, I, well, you know, can't help bad luck, can you? <laughs> I did attempt it, you know. I uh, got to three years, but then realised I wasn't boring enough to be an accountant, so oh, thought, right. I be- thought I'd better Excellent. get out. Yeah, thought okay. I'd better get out of that. Um, the third one is digital technology, uh, and I think that, that's challenging for everybody. I mean, even uh, children, I think it's challenging for through to adults, parents, uh, let alone businesses as well. 
Succession planning also is is very important. And this one, I, I have a very funny story to tell. I was presenting the six barriers at a conference in Perth and we were talking about the six barriers. And one of the questions that I ask is, put your hand up, you know, if this one appeals to you by going th- through each of the six barriers. And interestingly enough, when I got to succession planning, there was two young like I'm talking young, 25, 23, 24, 25 year olds, um, gentlemen sitting in the in the audience, in front of the audience, and they put their hands up for succession planning. I was like, well, guys, how's succession planning important to you? You look too young to be talking about that. And they said, well, in actual fact, it is because we're looking to take over the business from my dad. But for us, the challenge is him finding the time to sit down to discuss the actual um, proposition of succession and us taking over the business. So sometimes what you think is the one, uh, one of the barriers that's going to apply to a business, when you really drill down to people, it's not what you can anti- what you anticipate it's going to be, yeah. Um, cash flow, obviously, is another one and sales growth are the two big ones. And interestingly enough, people think, you know, if I increase my sales, my business is going to grow, when in actual fact, that can actually be the the downside, the you problem. know, the, the pro- yeah, yeah. absolutely the problem. So they're the six that we, uh, we've put a little bit of a, a guide together and people can actually access the attaché website, attachesoftware.com uh, slash guides, and they can actually download a physical copy or they can get hold of me if they wanted to via LinkedIn or whatever, and I can definitely organise for them to get a copy of it. Now let's talk about a couple of them in a bit more detail because I think it's really important just to understand how important this is for mid-market businesses to understand what they're up against because sometimes I think you said it right at the start you know there's this whirlwind and emails and you haven't got time to think and when you're in that space yeah by definition you haven't got time to think so you're not even aware of what's going on you don't know what you don't know um how often do you see this with mid-market businesses are we talking about one thing being a problem for them or maybe a combination of two or three Look, I think it's definitely a combination of two or three. There's never the one thing. Like if I take, for example, the general, you know, the two gentlemen I was just talking mm. to you about, it was succession planning and it was time to think. The ones that are the big ones are the digital technology and the affordable assistance. And without wanting to intentionally go out there and offend anybody, the reason that affordable assistance or trusted advisor is so important to me is, is because most businesses will trust their accountant, right? Mm-hmm. The, the yep. accountant is like their doctor of their business. However, I put the question to medium business owners, when was the last time your accountant physically visited you to assist you with understanding exactly what your business is about? They look at things on paper and they'll juggle numbers on paper, but to physically go and visit a business to see, wow, they've expanded the warehouse, they've added a couple of extra trucks to their fleet, they don't see that. They don't understand that. So they need to do that more to be able to really understand. And look, when I was in my business, when I had my business in New Zealand, I worked very closely with accountants and found that I was the conduit between the client and the accountant to let them know that these things were actually happening. Um, Accountants are very quick to advise a client that they need to potentially change systems. And again, I'm not saying all accountants and all accounting firms do that. But sure. And I, listen, I work for an accounting software house, so people would be saying, well, she's a little bit biased towards that. But I've been in the industry for over 30 years um, and I just find that accountants tend 
to run with whatever the flavour of the month is at the time. And it used to be MYOB, now it's zero. And it's definitely, they're definitely not systems for all businesses. Um, it's understanding the business and what they require. Having that one throat to choke, I think is really, really important. So I think that is, it, it is a big challenge. We've had clients that have moved away from attaché to zero because the accountants told them that they should move away. Um, it's going to be cheaper. It's going to be easier for the accountant. This one particular lady up in North Queensland that I spoke to, when she was telling me that they'd moved away and she wasn't getting the reports that she was getting, but the account, it was definitely easier for the accountant, she said to me. So to us, so when you received your last bill, was that any less than what the previous one was? Because if it's easier for them, surely your, your, your bill should Thank be less. Yeah, but she said, oh, to her, that was something that she needed to go back and check on. So, look, I am, accountants definitely... Um, are needed in all businesses, don't get me wrong. But I just think they need to, if they're classed as the trusted advisor, they really need to be looking more into businesses and understanding businesses and what the businesses need to grow as opposed to just looking at, you know, numbers, figures on a piece of paper. Um, I, I'm also a huge, huge believer in relationships. Um, and there's varying types of relationships, but we, we won't go into that right now. We can talk about that later maybe. But yeah, so the other one I think, and this is a very funny story, the other one is digital technology. You know, a very, very good friend of mine um, in New Zealand run a, a company over there, a multi-million dollar company, and people talk about hybrid to end, as far as digital technology is concerned. Um, and I actually asked Jeremy, uh, from his point of view, from business, does, did he have any understanding of what hybrid was? And he just looked at me quite strangely and said, well, isn't that a type of electrical car? Mm. So again, for business owners to understand what technology is doing and what all the terminologies, you know, like we were talking about acronyms earlier, trying to understand what they are and how they are going to affect their business or employing the right people, being able to afford the right people, um, being able to afford to employ the right people to give them that sort of information. So you can see it's not one. It's yep. just identifying the one that's relevant to you at the time. I do want to find out more about, you used a really interesting phrase, one throat to choke. Mm-hmm. What does that mean? Uh, well, again, I'll use Attaché as an example. We provide a full um, accounting payroll system. So we have stock control. We have accounts payable, accounts receivable, general ledger, um, all your ordering, your invoicing, your quoting, your prospects. It's all in one. Right. So if a client um, was having any issues with their inventory, they'd go to their attaché consultant or to attaché to find out how they could resolve that problem. The issues with some of the cloud-type systems like Xero, for example, is that they have apps and, yes, they all the apps integrate into Xero yep. and there's a number of them. But again... But that's part of the problem. Absolutely. Yep. So if I'm looking for an inventory package um, to integrate into Xero, which one's going to be best for me and who do I go to find that information out? So then if there is an issue with it, do I ring my accountant about that who probably knows nothing about that app or do I have to get hold of them? So it, it is, the like I say, the one throat to choke. We've got the... You go to the one person to be able to assist you. Yeah, so that's, that's my one throat to choke.
As businesses grow, obviously they're facing these barriers in different orders at different times, depending on what stage of the cycle they're up to. Hopefully later succession planning comes in later, mm-hmm. although not in your example. No. But obviously cash flow and you know sales growth are two really key metrics mm-hmm. for financial performance in mid-market businesses. What barriers are you seeing happening in, in real examples with clients around those areas? Look, I think um, I can give you an example of um, sales where this is a wholesale fabric company that, that actually you do use attaché. They wanted to look at their stock, right? They were having cash flow issues. So what, and this is where I'm saying as a trusted advisor, so I went out and actually visited Roger and had a look at his systems to see if there were processes and things that we could um, un- unearth, if you like. And one of the things that we found was he needed to buy more stock, but he didn't have the money, obviously, to buy the stock. He wasn't running regular stock takes. Um, and being in the clothing industry, which is seasonal, so the fabrics that you're buying for winter this year aren't necessarily going to be in fashion next year. So what we did was we started um, some rolling stock takes for him. And what he found was a whole pallet of fabric that was the previous previous winter's collection that they had unearthed and didn't even know was there. So they didn't have the money really to be buying new fabric, but they had stock that was tied up that they weren't doing anything with. So we actually went through the process of identifying very quickly through a report in Natasha all the clients that had purchased that fabric the previous season, and we ran a little special through the CRM system to say to them, to those cli- those particular clients of his, here's the fabric. If you buy so many metres, you can have it at this price, et cetera, et yep. cetera. So he ended up clearing all of that stock, making a little bit of extra money, which then gave him that extra cash flow to be able to, to get- the new stuff. Exactly. Yeah. So I think, again, it comes back to really understanding the business and identifying the processes and not having these. In so many instances, you have the warehouse manager who says, no, I've got it under control. I know exactly, you know, they've got it all up in in their head. But unfortunately, if they get hit by a bus or something like that, people aren't going to know where they're at. So we actually put in uh, really good processes for him on, like I said, running rolling stock takes. So every week, every Monday they were doing it. Um, identifying exactly what stock they had. They could then very quickly see what stock wasn't turning and was turning. Yes, you can get forecasting reports and all that sort of stuff, but it just increased the process for them and formalised that process for them. And look, there's a number of examples. There's another one in, in Darwin that I won't bore you with that we did exactly the same thing that were in cleaning products. So understanding those and streamlining them is definitely going to help you with your sales growth. What Roger was trying to do was buy more stock because he believed he had to buy more to be able to sell more when in actual fact, that wasn't what he needed to do. He needed the cash to be able to do that. So yeah, so that's just one example. So it's about understanding what the barrier actually means. In your example, it's not about sales growth, it's about inventory control. Absolutely, absolutely. Like people in, in your head, that looks like sales growth. Absolutely. How do I sell more? Therefore, yeah. I've got to buy more. Now I've got far too much stock or my money's tied up. Now I've got a cash flow problem. Absolutely. Now I've got two barriers, not one. Yeah, and also, you know, the more stock you have, the bigger the warehouse you have to have and generally the smaller the margin is where, you know, yep. you need to, you really need to be able to understand where you fit in the market to what you need to be selling. You might be better off selling five things with a higher margin than 105 things with a smaller margin. Yeah. So, yes, yeah, yeah. 
Okay. And as you're working with clients and, and people that you're speaking to at presentations and you're seeing these six barriers, what do I do then? I'm a business owner. I've identified I've got three of these. Fantastic. Now what? Well, from there, it depends. You can either go to your accountant if, if you have that relationship with them um, to be able to say, look, I've identified these things and we, I think we really need to work on those. Yep. Um, or obviously they can come definitely come to, to myself as well. I'm more than happy to go out and visit a business to try and go through some of the processes with them to see if we can streamline things and, I, and unearth or identify the ones that are most relevant to them at the time. Um, attache as a program definitely helps with that. There's a lot of things that, a lot of programs, features and functionality that we have within the software that definitely helps with that. And I think one of the examples that I gave was, you know, utilising the CRM system with Roger to be able to quickly identify, first of all, we printed the report to quickly identify the customers that had purchased that product. Um, and then within the CRM system to be able to send out a flyer. To contact to, them and say, here it is. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And not bombard the ones that didn't buy it. And that. So, it, yeah, it, it's doing that, utilising the system to be able to work for you as opposed to you working for the system. As you're working with clients and they're addressing these barriers, I mean, is it something you've got to keep coming back to? I'd imagine cash flow is not fixed in one week and that's the end of it, never talk about it again. Mm, no, absolutely. Definitely not. You have to keep coming back to them all the time. Um once you've resolved, you know, time might be something that you've looked at and you've put in place some uh, processes for yourself to be able to identify those, whether that might be a to-do list that you write down every day and you tick it off and make sure you get through it or whether you've got post-it notes on your computer, whatever that is. But I think it's once you've identified that and you've worked with that and you're happy with that, then it's definitely, okay, so what's the next one that we need to be looking at? Because mm. like I said, honestly, in my 30 plus years, it's never just one. There is always two or three that you're going to be, that you're going to have to refer back to. Um, and I think if you can keep on top of these six, and it's not also necessarily for the business owner to be looking at this either. This is also for the business owner to be talking to their other staff. And that's one of the things that I really do like about the little guide that we've put together because the sales manager can go through areas in the guide that just relate to sales. Uh, the financial controller can go through the financial controlling things, mm -hmm. the payroll yep. officer. Can, so it's not putting all the burden back on the business owner. Uh, the business owner wants to work on the business, not in the business. And that's why you employ people. But it, for them, it's generally finding the time to be able to manage those people. Yeah. Which comes back to that first barrier again. Absolutely. I'm trying to fix six in a row. I'm going to be very busy. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Before we wrap up our conversation around the six barriers, I'm interested to hear what's your number one tip? You, you've got mid-market business owner heading down this path, growing, coming across these barriers. What's the number one thing they need to think about? I think the number one thing that they need to think about is whether the system that they've got at the moment is right for them. When I started out in this industry, in, in Australia, there were probably only two or three software houses. There is way more on the market now. But I also think that there is a lack of uh, software providers in the mid-market mid that suit the mid-market. Because generally you're looking at the Zeros, the Myobs, the QuickBooks, which is at the lower end. And there is absolutely nothing wrong with those yeah, packages. Yeah. Please do not think that I'm thinking that. Or, or a that lot I'm of businesses to... outgrow them, right? Absolutely. Yeah. So when they do outgrow them, that's the problem. Because then where do I go? Uh, the next step to a lot of people, a lot of businesses, they go, well, I need to go to the big ERP systems, which are 
you know, hundreds of thousands yeah, of dollars. Yeah, very expensive. Yeah, so, but what is in the middle? And that's where attache sits. So a lot of the functionality that you will find in those big ERP systems, you'll find it at attache, you know, at our level and um, without actually having to pay those, the prices. And also we do do a lot of um, third-party integrations as well. For example, yep. with the payroll, um, we've got people that, businesses that need award interpretations or time and attendance or rostering. So we integrate with third-party packages to be able to do that and the payroll just does the calculation at the back. Okay, fantastic. Just to learn about those six barriers to growth. We're going to spend a lot more time and drill down into those as we go through the series. Um, Marianne, thanks for coming in and joining us today. It's been great. My absolute pleasure. There's just one last thing, Craig, that I'd like to mention. Yep. And that's a book that I've... I, I don't read at all. I'm not, not a reader. I have actually read three business books yep. in, my, in my time. The first one is a book called Getting Naked, which isn't what you think yep. it might be. <laughs> yep. It's not about taking your clothes off. Um, it is about uh, relationships and businesses. And it is basically, I, I promise you, if you read the book, the story behind the book, you'll never, ever forget. And it is about two businesses, one being very, very big, one being very, very small. Um, and how the little guy actually became as big, if not bigger, than the big guy. It's a fantastic book. Okay. You, once you start reading it, you won't put it down. And the other one is um, a book on um, being creative. Uh, and that book, people will come to me and say, so what do you think about this, Marianne? And I'll offer my advice or I'll make a suggestion. And then I'll say to them, now you need to sleep on that because that's rule 29 of the book. You never make a decision straight away because generally they they aren't necessarily going to be the right ones. So this book is just all about different ways of being creative um, and it's like a Bible and it's in my bag right now. So they're two books that I think people should, you know, if you fancy a bit of business reading, two that I'd look out for. Excellent. Thanks very much. You're more than welcome. Thank you. And of course, if you want more tools and information to help you with what we've just talked about, head to the Midmarket Matters resources page at midmarketmatters.com.au. 